This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the Alex Pearson Show, and we've been talking, obviously, about these fires. Uh, they're not new, but they are getting worse. And, you know, we talk a lot about climate change, and a lot of people wondering, well, why don't we ever get ahead of these things? You know, indigenous people, and we talked about it, we've talked about it on this show before, indigenous communities have long maintained fired stewardship practices. I mean, they continue to be the knowledge of fires. They know what to do, yet we don't lean on their expertise. We don't pay them to lead the way or even take part in mitigating wildfire risks, which, you know, they hit northern communities, often their homes. So they've got a vested interest in this thing because it's... They who are in the path of it. Significant barriers, though, still exist for reengaging in cultural burning. I mean, they've been asking to be part of the mitigation across this country. And the question is, why aren't they? I mean, we're talking climate change and, and indigenous reconciliation. Why is the prime minister not leaning on those who could probably do a lot to help us out of this? Mike Anderson is the advisor and negotiator for the Skeechetson Natural Resources Corporation. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, we've got a little bit of a delay, Mike, so I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you um, talk because we've got uh, a bit of a delay, which might get me to step over you. But uh, why, why don't the federal government, why doesn't the federal government come to your group? Oh, I don't know why the feds don't. I'm, I'm still wondering why the province doesn't lean on us heavier. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, the indigenous people are scattered throughout Canada in the in the rural regions. Uh, they know the land better than anybody else in the whole of Canada, whether they PhDs or not. They uh, they also have hunters within their communities that know the land intimately, know how the wind blows, when the wind changes, knows where all the water sources are, knows where all the roads are, knows where all the heavy fuel loads are, knows where it isn't that heavy. So uh, and and First Nations also have a pretty good uh, pretty good knowledge of the local community and who's got the resources that are needed when there is a fire. So I'm not sure why the government aren't leaning on us an awful lot heavier and building uh, capacity within within every First Nations community to help them respond to natural disasters. I would assume, Mike, um, is because they don't ever think outside the box to what actually makes sense. Um, but, you know, we spend billions and billions of dollars responding and fixing, um, you know, what could be invested back into the community, you know, if we just invested it into the people who can clear the brush. And so we're not going to stop these fires altogether unless you tell me differently. But what is it that Indigenous communities can do to make them less harsh and, um, and destructive? They can do a lot. They, they bring a lot to the table. Knowledge of fire. They were embedded into firefighting crews. They could uh, definitely help the firefighting crews. Fire. The other thing, we've, we've taken initiative and some of our fellow bands within the Sequoia Nation to take initiative to uh, establish an, an initial attack crew and wildline fire trucks in their communities. And so far, we just established one this, this spring. And so far, we've been first on the scene of three accidents or three fires. Because realistically, 
a fire doesn't get if if you get on top of a fire right away, it's not that much of a fire. If you wait three or four hours, then it becomes bigger. If you wait a day, then it becomes a, a, a project. So the faster we get on top of the fires, the better. And First Nations are ideally because they do that. Just need the resources to get those wildland uh, fire trucks and those crews together and, and maintain those crews. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've heard this from um, a lot of firefighters who deal with these particular um, rural uh, fires or wildfires, uh, which are much different than you know a house burning. Um, and I've and I've heard this for a long time. I mean, my sister used to be a tree planter, and when she planted, there was always um, you know an indigenous group with them, watching the land, uh, you know, making sure that the habitat and the wildlife was was contained. So they know the land. This is not new. I just wonder why doesn't no one in government um, actually start to put this into action? And, and are we getting to the point, Mike, where we might see some action? Because there's clearly the will. I think uh, we have gone away from that. I mean, years and years ago, there used to be forest rangers on the land. There was a fire that just grabbed local people and go and fight it. And the local people know the land. They know the resources are available. Uh, then we mm-hmm. got to the point where firefighting got very centralized. And what I've seen in, you know, within the BC Wildfire Service, what I've seen of it is there was a very supercilious attitude when they came in as if they were the only ones that knew uh, anything about the situation. And with fighting fires, there's two, two, two levels of knowledge needed. One level is to know how to fight a fire, fire behavior, those kinds of things that the firefighters have. The other level is to know the land, to know what, where you are and how, you're, how the land lays in order to fight it. So uh, I think I see, a, I see a slight movement towards inclusion of the communities, but I'm still hearing the same thing out of the North Sea Shop right now, that there's a fire going on and local people are kind of excluded. Uh, I think, you know, when we talk about reconciliation, I think one of the best ways to, to uh, start that reconciliation is to start providing resources to the First Nations and build their capacity to assist us in fighting natural disasters within their territory. Well, I don't understand how we can uh, fight climate change without uh, including those who know the know the land uh, best and, and pay the greatest price when it burns up. I I, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, I've I've worked for these guys for twenty five years. I sit on a lot of uh, committees discussing forest management and climate change and what's happening in the forest and and some of them and some of the true wisdom about what's happening and how to deal with it is coming from the First Nations rather than from the government or industry. Industry is usually worried about uh, the monetary aspect of things. Uh, First Nations, the First Nation I work for has a, uh, they have what they consider a sacred obligation to the creator to look after their, mm. their lands and all the animals and beings within it. Now, if you take that sacred obligation away, you make it so that that sacred obligation cannot be a, uh, uh, not be done, uh, that probably probably uh, causes a lot of the dysfunction within First Nations communities, that among other things. But definitely, when it comes to reconciliation and healing, uh, what I've seen, what I've witnessed is uh, when First Nations reconnect with the land, that process begins. And we have to allow them to reconnect with the land, and I can see no better way at this point in time than fully involving them in uh, emergency management uh, fire mitigation yeah. and uh, such activities. I totally agree. Uh, Mike, look, I wish I had more time. I was so looking forward to this interview. I will talk to you again because I do think that uh, with a good push, 
uh, more people will get behind this. So I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk again. Okay, I think we have to get behind this. I live in the country. I've lived on the land all my life, yeah. and I've never seen the fires that I've witnessed in the last five years. And I want my kids and my grandkids like you too. But if we don't get behind this and uh, we don't uh, form alliances with First Nations, I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Thank you. Words to listen to. Mike, will talk again. That's Mike Anderson. He's uh, in the lower B.C. interior, and um, he is one of those fighting very hard to fight these fires. We should listen.